You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, Dolphins, this is Michael Fink with the uh, FinFans Podcast. Each week we come to you and bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. During the season, you'll hear two shows each week where we review and preview each game. We shoot straight from the hip and have fun in doing so. We'd like to thank both the Dolphins Talk Network and the Pigskin Podcast Network for their support. Uh, Make sure to check them out. Please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you may listen to your podcasts. Please make sure to follow the show. That way you'll know when a new one comes out. It's truly appreciated. All right, let's uh, kick off today's show. All right, and I'm here with Louis Ragoni. Hello, Michael. How are you today, Louis? I'm, well, we're footballists, so. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, life goes on, you know, even though people tend to think that uh, our lives, I guess some people's lives evolve around football. Uh, Yours might. (laughs) Mine. (laughs) It's a nice part of it, right? I think you with the uh, Facebook page and stuff. Well, yeah, uh, the Facebook page keeps me pretty busy. Keeps uh, you busy, yeah. You know, we we thought we'd get together tonight, and um, Alan Poupart uh, of Sports Illustrated wrote an article uh, that basically jotted down all of the moves that uh, Chris Greer made last offseason, and he gave his grade on the move. I'm not going to use his grades. I mean, I'll mention them, but I've got my own opinions, and Lou, you have your opinions. So let's go ahead and go through these and uh, see how we feel about those moves, and the people listening along can make their own determination. Yeah, I mean, Mike, you know I'm not that opinionated, so you know, I have a oh, hard time no, with Oh, no, no, not at all. This is, you know, this is going to be difficult for me to, um, to do. I mean, it's, it's an interesting topic, but, uh, you know, I have a very hard time with being, you know, opinionated. So I just want to When did that, that happen? When you woke up this morning? <laughs> prior, <laughs> prior to us uh, doing this thing, you know, I just wanted to put that out there to everybody. And everybody knows that, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Everybody that listens. Before we get started, I just want to make a quick announcement. Um, sure. uh, next week, we're going to have uh, a guest on the show. Uh, Tony Pauline from uh, Pro Football Network is going to join us. Cool. And uh, we look forward to that. He'll talk to us about his opinions of the Dolphins and uh, uh, huh. the Combine coming up and how that relates to us. That should be really interesting. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, I like that. That's that's cool. I. Mike, I'm I'm gonna announce something too, real quick. Uh, okay. We've got a um, we've got an autograph session with Bob Greasy and Javon Holland. You know our 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 rookie safety, uh, April 23rd in West Palm Beach. Um, it's on the Facebook page. Um, if anybody wants to, but uh, a lot of people aren't on Facebook, so yeah, um, I'm gonna say if anybody wants information, just contact um, Mike through. Um, you know, through the podcast here, I know there's comment sections. If anybody's interested that lives in Florida that wants to come out and meet Bob Greasy or Javon Holland, uh, you can do so. Um, it's April 23rd. It's on a Saturday. Those guys will be there in the afternoon. There's a couple baseball players, but, you know, this is Dolphin show, so we're not going to talk about the baseball guys. Yeah. But just wanted to put that out there as well. I'm an old Mikey boy on Twitter. And uh, if anybody wants more information, I can send them the uh, thing that you posted in the, the flyer. Page. Yep. yep. Very good. All right. So, let's yeah, rock just, and roll. Just ask and you shall receive. 
You got it. All right. So let's let's start uh, back at the first move that was made. Uh, they signed kicker uh, Jason Sanders to a five-year contract extension. Mm-hmm. Allen says the verdict on that is not looking good. I mean, Sanders, to me, is still one of the better kickers in the NFL. He just had a bad year. He was off last year. It happens. You know, now, if he continues to have issues next season, early on, you know, maybe this guy's just lost it. You know, that does happen. Um, But, I mean, you look at the season that he had last year, and we don't know what he's going through. I mean, maybe he had a tight hamstring all year, and he just wasn't 100, you know, 110% which I think is a kicker you have to be. Um, we don't know what the reasoning was, but he was off this year. There's no question about it. Um, but, you know, in my personal opinion, he's got a very strong leg. And I think going forward, he's going to win a lot of football games for us. So, I, you know, I don't necessarily agree with, um, you know, with, with the, you know, not good. Um, if I'm going to critique that, I'm going to do it and say, maybe they should have signed him to a three-year contract instead of a five-year contract. but. You know, the way he came off at 2000, he was he was money. So right. I, I really can't fault Greer for, you know, giving him that contract. And maybe it'll work out. Maybe it won't. He, he did have a bad year, as you said. I'm going to give him a, a, a C grade, basically. Well, when you look at it, Mike, right, you always want to lock these guys in, you know, going forward. Because think about three years from now what kickers might be making. So right. to me, when right. you when you just solidify that position, you've got a young kicker and you lock him in. It's probably a smart move because three years that if you do sign him to a three year contract, if you go with a rookie, that's a whole different story. But if you're planning on having this guy around going forward, you know, money-wise, when you look around the rest of the NFL three years from now, you're going to see that the kickers are going to be making a lot more money than probably what he will be making in year four of his contract. Correct. So, you know, so it, you know, it's you could look at it in a few different ways. Yep. But well, okay, give me, a, give me a letter grade on that. As far as the move, I give it a B. I mean, I like the move. You know, I like it. I mean, C is fair though, Mike. Well, you gave him a B. I gave him a C. Yep. All right. Fair. B minus. The, the only reason I gave him a C is because he had a bad year. Exactly. Okay? That's right. it. Period. Yep. <laughs> you know, he gotcha. come back. He can come back and have a great year this year, and that C looks foolish. Agreed. Yep. Kyle Van Oy, releasing him, and uh, he went to New England, had a good year, and his verdict on that was not a good move. Mike, you look at it this way, right? We should say this. He did sign a four-year contract with us. Exactly. I mean, if you sign a guy to a four-year contract and then a year later let him go, then, you know, the whole thing stinks altogether. I mean, why, you know, you you did it and then you basically said, you know what, we may have screwed up, he's gone. Now, Van Oy still has fun, some football left in him. He had a really solid year for New England and he probably could have helped us. Um, you know, our defense played very solidly in the second half, but uh, you know, maybe we needed his veteran leadership, you know, in the first half of the season. I mean, you know, this this is a hard thing to, you know, to look at, but I don't think it was a very smart move. I mean, if you sign a guy to a four-year contract and a year later you let him go, you know, it, it's just it just stinks all the way around. So, yeah, I kind of agree. I, I don't like the move. I don't like it at all. Well, I'm going to give it a D grade because we did get one decent year out of him. Right. So I'm not going to give him a failing grade, but it's definitely a D. 
Yep, absolutely. Not a good move. I mean, when you look at it overall, just it just not a good move. Okay, penalty for um, hack is basically what it amounts to. Or we released these hack. guys. What yeah. are you saying? We released hack and signed. Yep, penalty. Okay. Now they both averaged a forty-four point seven yard average in two thousand twenty-one. Okay. So he was on par with Hack, and who was uh, Hack was going to make more money than him, correct? Or did make more money? I don't honestly know the salaries, uh, but I would guess he would have because he was a free agent. All right. Well, I mean, without that information, you know, how do we how do we really grade this? I mean, if they well, had I, the I'm, same, I graded a C. Uh, you know, uh, it was even as far as I'm concerned. It's even, right? It's it's to me. It's it, it, we shouldn't even be talking about it now. If we had numbers in regard to salary and we and we saved money in the move, then yeah, I mean, then it's a fine move because they basically did the same exact thing this year. Uh, but without those numbers, it's really hard to you know put any judgment out on this move, whether it was a good one or not. It, you, you you follow what I'm saying. I do. Right? Yeah. I do, but I'm just okay. on the surface of things, you know, who would I rather have? You know, uh, you know, a million dollars either way is not going to make a great exactly difference in right. my mind, Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, it does in somebody's pocket. Well, yeah, I ain't paying <laughs> it. <laughs> yep. All righty. All what right. What do we got? This is an interesting one. We traded Shaq Lawson and a 2021 sixth-round pick to Houston for linebacker Benardrick McKinney and a 2021 seventh round pick. <laughs> well, um, neither Mc player helped either team. Right. Well, McKenney, McKenney didn't uh, even make the team. So basically, we gave up a sixth round pick and got a seventh round pick in return. So, um, you know, we didn't fare well with, you know, I don't know. I mean, sixth round pick, seventh round pick. I mean, who knows? I mean, if, if that's well, if you're going to offer me one of the two, I'm going to take the sixth. The sixth rounder, exactly. <laughs> so Houston, you know, got the better end of this deal. In all honesty, you know, Shaq Lawson. If we didn't trade him, probably would have added depth to you know to our team. You know, coming in at defensive end and stuff, he would have still been around, and that may have helped to some extent. But again, you know, that this this is not a good move because. You know, you traded for a guy that you thought was going to really help the linebacker position, and the guy didn't even make the team out of training camp. So, I mean, you know, the evaluation here, you know, just doesn't make sense. I mean, we all thought when they made the trade that it would be a good move, but we don't see these guys. You know, we don't know what's going on with them. You know, it's up to the, you know, the the uh the guys that are supposed to be handling this to you know to make these type of decisions right, the internal and, scouts that, that exactly scout so, the nfl yeah so this this was not a good move that's a that's a d or an f you know it's it's a failure it, it, it's a failure as far as moves go yeah wow. i gotta i gotta agree with you simply because we we lost draft capital in the move you know yeah exactly right you know, it wasn't a horrible draft capital uh, no. loss, but it, it was one just the same. It didn't benefit us. It was either a sure. winning move or a failing move. And you got to look at that and say, yeah, we lost a little bit on that one. Yes, we did. So, All righty. All right. Moving on. We acquired Isaiah Wilson in a 2022 seventh round pick from Tennessee uh, for a 2021 seventh round pick. 
So we basically just swapped seventh round picks and then picked up a player. What happened to him? Is he is he on our practice squad or anything? Isaiah no, no, Wilson? no, no. He ended up uh, playing for somebody. I think it was Tennessee. So we wound up dumping him. Yeah. Releasing him. Okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's neither here nor there. Another inconsequential, inconsequential move. You know, a move that uh, you know really didn't benefit us in any way. No, you know, when didn't. you're making when you're making moves, Mike. You know, you. <laughs> you have to get something from it. And as we're going down these right now, uh, none of it's been positive. I hope we get to some that are. Were these all done? How are we doing these? Are these being done in, in the uh, time frame that they were done in as yes. the season, yes. as the yes. year went along? Okay, gotcha. All right, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, very okay. good. Okay, you know, we, we traded a couple of seventh-round picks and, and got – Isaiah Wilson. It's basically a flyer, as far as I'm concerned. You know, because we got it picked back, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm going to give it a push. It's a C. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, if it doesn't help us in any way, then but it didn't hurt us. It didn't hurt us either, right? So it's that's that's why the C didn't help, didn't hurt. Yeah, incomplete. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> All right, Brissette signed him to a one-year contract. And, All right. Uh, I'll read you what Allen says. He said, Brissett fit the mold of the ideal backup for the Dolphins because he had plenty of starting experience and he came in fully understanding his role. It wasn't a great season for Brissett by any means, though it probably wasn't as disastrous as some Dolphin fans would have you believe. Uh, his verdict is not great. Uh, mixed, mixed thoughts on this one. Number one, um, I disagree with him in the fact that Brissett fully understood his role because I remember him specifically saying during the season, I'm not a backup. <laughs> do you remember that yep. comment? Because yep. I sure do. So I'm not so sure that Brissett well, that, was that's fully understanding. That's just confidence. I, I get that. But, yeah. you know, he, you know, who knows what his thought, you know, his thought process was. And that's neither here nor there. Um, you know, when they made the move, Mike, neither one of us really liked it all that much. We felt that, yeah, it, it, that's exactly what it is. He's filling the role. To quote the great, great uh, Jim Mandich, it didn't make my toes tingle. Exactly. I mean, it's a guy that, you know, when you look at the bench, you're saying, yeah, he has experience. That's the, that's where it begins and that's where it ends. I mean, Brissett has, you know, he, he's limited. And we knew that. We knew that when they brought him in. He's not the type of guy that... You can bring off the bench like they did with uh, Fitzpatrick the year before, where he came in and just lit, you know, lit the team up and sparked us. He's not that type of quarterback. He is the type of quarterback that can come in and, you know, at least, you know, do a decent job for you if your quarterback's down and he has to manage a football game. But, um, you know, it, it, it was an okay move. Was there anybody better out there last year? I, you know, as I'm thinking about this. I'm really not sure. You know, I know the guy in, in New Orleans did a pretty good job, Simeon. Um, there were guys like that. I probably would have preferred them. Um, you know, but with our, you know, brain trust, I don't think they really wanted to bring in anybody that could actually exactly. challenge to it. Yep, agree. And, um, you know, that that's a concern as well. You know, so, um, you know, they they did what they wanted to do and, you know, to me, it was, you know, it wasn't a great move by no means. So I kind of agree. I kind of uh, agree with him. Yeah, I, I see it as a D move. Yeah. I mean, listen, when, when Tua went down, Mike, 
you know, Brissett did keep us in that Raider game. He led us back late, but you know, he didn't. If we would have won a cup, you know, one or two of those games that he was in, you know, you know, it is what it is. I mean, you know, I I don't have much of an opinion on it. I mean, I don't. I didn't necessarily agree with the move and um, when they did it, and I think it was an average move at best. So, are you saying C? Yeah, I would say you see move. Yeah. You're nicer than me. I gave it a D. Okay. Mm-hmm. Signed running back Malcolm Brown to a one-year contract. They went for a veteran running back that he had hoped would bring a physical presence to the running game, but Brown wasn't that much of an improvement over the failed Jordan Howard. Mm-hmm. Not good. Nope. nope. I agreed. Horrible move. I mean, you know, basically a mirror image of Jordan Howard the year before. I mean, you know, they try to take shortcuts uh, at that position. And, you know, it hurts, you know, when you go through the season. I mean, we saw what a good running back can do late in the year. And, you know, when you're trying to, you know, to like uh, cover that position up with these type of players, you know, this it, it's going to be a failure, you know, nine times out of ten. I mean, you know, Duke Johnson and Lindsey looked so much better than Malcolm Brown ever did over the course of, you know, the early part yep. of the season. There was, there, you know, there, there was no semblance of a running game early on. And, um, yeah, not a good move. Not a good move. Boy, this is, this is getting... Uh, Give me a letter grade. Oh, that's an F. That's a big F. A big F. I think he had one long touchdown run when he cut back against somebody, and that was his highlight reel of the whole season. Yep. Um, that was it. He had one decent run. That's an F. Signed unrestricted free agent Adam Butler to a two-year contract. And he says there was reason to like the signing considering the pass rushing ability Butler had shown with the Patriots. But Butler posted career low stats across the board despite playing more defensive snaps than he ever had. His verdict is meh. Well, with Butler, I mean, you need depth at that defensive tackle position. Those are big guys, right? And they're busting hump the whole, you know, the yep. whole game. You know, I thought he was adequate and you know, I'm kind of on par with him, you know, as to what his verdict was. It was an okay move. I mean, Butler really didn't do much. I mean, Siler improved incredibly. You know, what was interesting in that is the fact that Butler played a lot more than he ever had and his numbers were down. So that's kind of interesting. But, you know, you need that depth. You know, you're going to need it going forward. He's under contract again this year. And, um, you know, he's he's a veteran guy. And it's a C, it's a C move, Mike. It didn't really... Uh, I agree. It didn't really help didn't us. Didn't help us, didn't majorly. hurt us. didn't hurt us yep. either. Exactly. Yep. All right. All right. The next one is uh, tight end Stephen Carter to a three-year contract. Wow. Three-year contract, huh? Yep. I mean, my goodness. How many tight ends do you need? I didn't even realize they signed them to a, to a three-year contract. I mean, you know, I guess going forward, you know, he's a guy that's on the contract going in the next year. So if you lose Gasecki, and you lose Smythe, you know, you have another guy that's under contract coming back next year. But, I mean, I didn't see enough out of this guy to really have an opinion. And, you know, we had guys injured, and he didn't really get on the field all that much. So No, he was mostly know, a special teams player. Special teams guy. I mean, you know, it's it's a nothing move, you know. Yep. I, I, I think it's a nothing move. It's a C. Yep. If that. If that. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. You can't give them all Fs, you know? (laughs) 
But nobody, nobody's getting excited because we signed Ethan Carter. All right. What do we got next, Mike? Center Matt Skura to a one-year contract. And uh, uh. remember, we, we didn't re-sign Karras, and we could have. But right. this, was, this was the decision we made. Right. Uh, I mean, another horrible move. I mean, this is another guy that did not get out of training camp. And this was a guy that we were bringing in to basically be our starting center to replace Karras. And, I mean, you know, you just think about that for a minute. I mean, the guy wasn't even worthy of making a roster where our offensive line was one of the worst in football. So that says a lot. Now, I don't know if anybody even picked this guy up after the fact. I mean, I could be wrong, but, you know, the bottom line is it's another failure. It's It's a failed move. It's an F. It's absolutely an F because uh, Karras went back to New England and had a good season. Yep, absolutely. He was very solid, just like he was for us. He wasn't great, but he wasn't bad. So, you know. All right, this next one hurts. Hmm. The finger, Will Fuller, oh, on your contract. No. I, don't, I don't talk about this guy. I don't mention his name. We, we, everybody, I mean, there's no reason to even talk about this. We got nothing out of this guy. He had, he had what, five catches? I mean, you If know, there was worse than an F, he would get it. Oh, my God. I mean, just a waste. Of, I mean, 10 million. And, and Greer has garbage. to get it because he has this tendency of, of signing injured players and, you know. <laughs> but, you know, Mike, it, it goes, go ahead. You, you, you have I was going to say, say, a zebra doesn't, doesn't generally change the stripes, you know, guys that, Tend to get hurt a lot, get hurt a lot. Listen, you know, there, there has to come a point where these, I don't know what they do in interviews because I was always under the assumption that when guys are brought in, whether it be rookies or whether it be, um, you know, free agent signings, that they sit down with these guys and they talk to them of course and they, they see what type of individuals they are and they do a little bit of homework in regard to asking around about what type of guy I'm signing to a $10 million contract, okay? Now, Fuller, I saw pictures of his finger. It did look messed up. But, you know, prior to that, this guy went AWOL for a week. He had some kind of issue. I mean, this is a history with him. He's never been able to really stay on the field for a full season. We knew that going in. Uh, again, before he hurt his finger, he was missing one week. Uh, for we, we still don't know what the thought process was behind that. We heard all kinds of rumors that he wasn't going to play during the season, blah, 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 so on and so forth. The bottom line is, is that you signed another guy and you threw $10 million in the garbage and it was <laughs> another horrible free agent signing. That, this is another F. I mean, this is, and this is the worst F out of all of them. Yes. Agreed. Wow. I mean, this I put is that down bad. before you said it. This is really <laughs> bad. I'm sorry we're doing this show. I'm getting depressed. All well, right. This, this one will make you feel a little bit better. Sports fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. If a sports book isn't available in your state yet, you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contests. 
DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TPPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner in the NBA. 21 plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Voidware prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Tennessee, call or text the TN Redline, 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK. That's H-O-P-E-N-Y. Or text hope new York 467 369 uh, Matt Collins to a one-year contract. Yeah, I mean, Hollins, <laughs> this is interesting because his production on the field doesn't really, you know, from everything you hear, because we're not in the locker room and we're not on the practice field, but this guy supposedly is a leader. Um, the team loves him. He He's just a great, great individual. And sometimes you need guys like this. You know, he was named a captain and, you know, that when when they named the captains, we were questioning that. It's like, why sure would we Mac Collins be right. over Tua? <laughs> over anybody. <laughs> right. You know, a guy that's, you know, maybe our fourth receiver, fifth receiver, maybe, you know, behind even Albert Wilson, you know, going into the season. That's what our thought process was. But, you know, he brings more to the table than just his production on the field. And when he had the opportunities, he did make some plays for us. So, you know, I would give I would give this a you know probably a B. That's what um, I'm at you know, with it wasn't a move that was whoa. It was just an incredible move that you know that just it made the only such thing a the only reason on the he's missing an A is production. He didn't quite have enough production I exactly think, to, to deserve an A move, but it's definitely a B move. And you know, Mike, he had opportunities because you know Devonte was out for forever, and Preston Williams was just non-existent. So you know, next man up. And, yep. uh, you know, so he did have opportunities. It wasn't like, you know, we were fully healthy at that position the whole year. So yeah, and you got to give it a B. Okay. They re-signed linebacker Landon Roberts to a one-year contract. Um, I, I give that a B as well. I thought it was a solid, solid move. I mean, I thought Roberts played well. I thought he played better than what we expected him to be. He was on the field a lot more. Um, you know, a lot more responsibility was put on him and, you know, he's a solid football player. I like him. I really do. He's limited, he's but limited, I like him. I, I agree with that. I mean, you know, he brings something, you know, he brings yeah. a little bit of physical presence. Yep. Yep. And, and, and he uh, was, he your was, defense needs that. And he was coming off of the injury. I mean, it was a torn, um, ACL, ACL. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, he went out there from day one and and played pretty solid. So, you know, I like the move. You know, a, a B is is more than fair for that one. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. All right. What else? God. Oof. Well, we traded the third overall pick in the 2021 NFL Draft to the San Francisco 49ers for the 12th overall pick. 
uh, first and third round picks in 2022 and a first round pick in 2023. Yep. I love the move at the time. That's an A move. Um, it's an A move. Absolutely. Um, you know, when they did this and I, and you're thinking about what they got, they got 49ers 12th overall pick. Then they got first and third round picks in 2022. And then another first round pick in 2023. You're like, holy crap, we're moving down nine slots. You're thinking that in their mind, they've got a guy that they're going to target. They're going to get the guy that they're targeting. And, um, you know, my thought was they were looking at, you know, Slater or, you know, or maybe thinking that Sewell might drop there. That's what was going through my mind, um, that they were, you know, they were thinking on those terms and they're picking up all this draft capital. So I love that move. I absolutely yep. loved it. They are also okay. thinking maybe Parsons. There were a lot of possibilities. Oh, God, we Mika. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I was never thinking on those terms, but there were guys like that. As you looked at that and you're thinking, okay, so you know this guy's going to be gone. You know that guy's going to be gone. But at number 12, we are going to have like literally like five or six guys that even at number 12, you're not going to get the type of guy that like a Jamar Chase or, you know, Pitts or whoever else was up there at that point. You're not going to get that type of guy. We weren't even looking at a quarterback. So as far as I was concerned, I'm thinking, you know what, we're going to get a really good player at 12 and we just picked up a ton of draft picks. So yeah, right. I love the move. Yep. Yep. All right. Then <laughs> oh, we traded the 12th overall pick in the 2021 draft along <sighs> with a 2021 fourth round pick and a 2022 first round pick to the Eagles for the sixth overall pick in 2021 and a 2021 fifth round selection. Yeah. So we move up and we select Waddle. So right. we now know, you know, after a season, you know, at the time you're thinking, all right, well, they're moving up and, uh, you know, they're going to draft Sewell, right? That's what our thoughts were at the time, right? Because he was still on the board. Um, you know, so I'm thinking to myself, all right, so we're giving up one of the first round picks that we just picked up and we're getting the tackle that we want to solidify this offensive line. You know, in hindsight, Mike, you know, I don't necessarily like this move. I just don't, you know, I mean, and it has nothing to do with Waddle. I just think that it's an overvalue. Um, I think, you know, if you look at this subjectively, um, you know, that you moved up six slots and you took a Waddle who was, who was an exceptional player, uh, but you gave up a first-rounder in this year's coming draft, you know, we would have had three, right, in this no. year? No, we have. No, we have had two. Well, we have two coming up, don't we? No, we have one. Oh, we have one. We would have had two this year and then two in 2023. Right. Yeah, exactly. Correct. We would have had two, which would have been fantastic, right? The Eagles didn't make the playoffs. Yep. It's, it wasn't a great move unless you're in love with Waddle. 
And uh, even if you're in love with Waddle, it was still a steep price to pay for it. Oh, man, a first-round pick next year, you know, to move back up and get him. I mean, you got to look at it this way, Mike. Would we have been better off, you know, staying where we were at and not giving up any draft picks at all? Or the other thing was if you move up and you take Sewell and looking at it in hindsight, would he have helped us at that left tackle position? More than Waddle. I mean, going forward, you know, you could have probably picked up a receiver somewhere down the line that would have not, maybe not have been Waddle, but may have been comparable. And you would have had a a solid left tackle or right tackle going forward for, you know, the next four years. You know, that's, that's, for me, I, I don't like it. You know, I just don't like the trade off for both of those reasons, you know, because of who they selected. And because of the fact they gave up a first rounder to do it. Tough, really tough. Well, I, I mean, I think Waddle is probably a first round talent and, and you know, I have no problem with that that pick. My my problem is what they gave up to make that pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's really my issue. Right. Um, that's I think Waddle's much- gonna be a great player. I think he was limited last year because the quarterback was limited by the offensive line. Right. Uh, so anyway, uh, I, I'm going to give it a C minus and I yeah. think I'm, I think I'm being generous. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm kind of, I, 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 I'm going to give it a D. I mean, again, you know, I think it was just, you know, to, to move up, you know, five slots basically in the draft. Yep. It's a lot to pay. And to give up a first round pick in this year's, but I mean, they were looking like they just, you know, they just made a deal with San Francisco that gave them the ability to do that, you know? So you got to kind of look at both moves together uh, because that's the thought process I'm sure they were made with. Well, know? I am looking at both. I mean, you, you, you did a great thing, but you know, Mike, when you do something, when you take two steps forward, right. That doesn't, one nec- step back. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily mean you need to take a step back, yep. you know? And, yep. um, you know, that's the way I'm looking at this is that you you took two steps forward and then took a step backwards. I mean, you know, it is what it is. But right. anyway. So, so let's look right. at some more moves. All right. Defensive tackle John Jenkins to a one-year contract. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you know, Jenkins, he was way down on the depth chart. So, you know, I we didn't see much out of him at all. So, I mean, you know, needless to say, it was, uh, you know, it was a move that really didn't uh, do much for us in any way, shape, or form. You know, yep, it was a depth move. Um, it was a depth move, but a depth move that, you know, just didn't, he didn't really help us at all. No, I, I like the move at the time. Yeah, you know? I think if you sat down with Greer and said, did you get, did you get out of Jenkins what you expected to, he's probably going to say no. No. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's a D. Yeah, I'm going to be nice and give him a C simply because it's a depth move. Okay. Yep. But it doesn't make your toes tingle, like I said before. Yeah. It was nothing move. C is an average move, Mike. If a guy doesn't even get on the field much, I I don't know. Well, he did play a a little bit. (laughs) All right. Go ahead. Move on to the next guy. I am. (laughs) I'm not giving guys C's for playing a little bit. I'm trying to give Greer the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, let's not do that, please. Let's not. Let's DJ not. Fluker to a one-year contract. <sighs> D, F, whatever. <laughs> it, 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 come on. 
I mean, these are horrible. I, I forgot all about that. I mean, this is just bringing up a lot of bad shit in my mind. This is a, this is a, <laughs> this is a negative show. You know? No, it's not a negative show. We're, we're going over what happened, you know? No, I know. And it's, you know, it's, yeah, not, I mean, again, uh, uh, an F. It's an F. It's, an, it's F. an F. It's, it's an, F. an F. F. All right, next, what do we got? You know what they say, you're not going to win them all, right? But <laughs> damn, we need to win some of them. <laughs> win some of them or at least be okay with some of them. I mean, there's been what, one or two? All right, yeah, let's well, go. I mean, you know. All right. Guard Eric Flowers and a 2021 seventh-round pick to Washington for a 2021 seventh-round pick. We sent the 258th and got back to 244th, so we uh, we moved up 14 spots. Big. I mean. And Eric Flowers went on to have a, a nice year, but it wasn't for us. Right. And, you know, <laughs> you're in camp. Right. As, as an organization, you're evaluating what you have. Right. So when they made this move and I mean, think about it, they got nothing for flowers, really nothing. They uh -huh. gave him away. They basically gave him away over salary. Yep. You know, they yep. saved four million. I mean, is was this guy was this guy worth four million across our offensive line? Probably. Has you to. know. I mean, would you have rather had him in there instead of Austin Jackson as the season progressed? I would have. Me too. I, I would have had Austin Jackson's ass on the bench, and this guy would have been your starting left guard the whole season, plain and simple. And when Eichenberg replaced Jackson, Jackson would have had his ass on the bench, which is where it should be. Lou, so, I'm going to sum it up like this. They spent $6 million to get worse. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, some of these moves, you know, and, and at the time you're looking at it and saying, well, you know what? We've got to trust our right. coaching staff. We've got to trust Greer and, and everybody that's involved in evaluating these guys and evaluating our long, young players. Because at the time I was thinking, well, shit, we just gave this guy away for nothing. So these guys like Kinley, and Hunt and Eichenberg, who we just drafted or whatever the case. I mean, you're looking at it and you're thinking to yourself, you know what? These guys must really be playing well for us to just give a guy away like this, just like yep. that, for yep. nothing. Yep. And uh, come to find out, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. F, Mike, another F. Another F. Yep. Released Bobby McCain. I, I don't. I don't think this hurt us in any way, shape, or form. Um, Javon Holland and Brandon Jones had opened the door for both of them. And I, I love the fact that these guys got a lot. I mean, Javon Holland in his rookie season got a lot of playing time because he didn't have a veteran in front of him that they, you know, that they, and they felt comfortable with doing that. I loved it. I think it's, I think it's a good move. I mean, you know, you saved yourself some money. And in the process, you gave your two young safeties a lot of playing time, and they both played exceptional. So uh, it was a smart move. This was yeah, one of the I smart moves. I gave moves it an it. A move simply yeah. because it certainly exceeded my expectations. Yes, absolutely. You know, for the two reasons I mentioned. So, yeah, well, this is the, a what, what concerned me was McCain was pretty much the leader of the secondary. Right, right. Uh, but they overcame that. So yes, you got to give did. them credit. I mean, maybe it hurt us early in the year, Mike. 
Well, they right? had McCourty back there, which is the next guy. So, and, okay. and that, that really made up for it. Right. Uh, you know, they signed McCourty as a free agent, and uh, he was brought in to be a bridge between him and uh, the rookie. Right. Short bridge. Yep. You know, one of those bridges that, uh, you know, is about 100 feet long bridge. Yeah, because it wasn't long before, um, you know, Holland was in there starting. Um, yep. McCourty got banged up, wound up on IR. Um, we didn't see him the rest of the season. I don't remember what his injury was, but um, I have a feeling that. Um, you wouldn't have seen him anyway. Exactly. I have a feeling that Holland and Jones were, you know, guys that um, they felt comfortable with. They yep. they can blitz the quarterback, you know, from the line of scrimmage. They do a great job of doing that. You know, you can't, McCourty is not capable of doing that sort of thing. So, um, you know, I mean, to me, it was a depth move. It was a insurance policy that, um, you know, basically they didn't need. So, C, you know, at best, at yep. best. Yeah, I yep. get to see. All right, what else we got? To me, it was a bridge, and he served that purpose. Yep. Uh, signed Jerome Baker to a four-year contract extension. Ooh, this is a tough one. I mean, Baker is a really solid football player, and I think the contract that he signed was not, like, over-the-top stupid. So I'd have to give this one a B. I mean, you know, Baker's a solid football player. You know, I always expected more out of him. Uh, every single season, you know, you want him to become like a Pro Bowl type player, um, and he hasn't done that. But he is. I'm hoping to see more impact plays. He, and you, you know what, Mike, we've been saying that for the last three years, and I think we're he probably is, not going to see him. <laughs> he is what he is. Yep. I mean, you know, it, it's that simple. But, but he's but not bad. He's not a bad player. He's not bad. I mean, you know, the fact that uh, God. You know, four years, long time. I mean, yeah. you know, let's just hope the next three seasons he's as consistent and well, he, productive you know, as he can he can rush was. the passer when they put him in that role. He's yeah. he's fantastic. Yeah. Well, new coaching staff now, so let's see if they utilize him in a different way. You know. Yep. Yep. So what's what? What do you call I, it? I give it a B. A I give B? it a B. Yeah. yeah. The, That's the where extent, I'm at. The extent. The extent of the contract could be a good thing, could be a bad thing. You know, if his production goes down this season. You know, then you got two more years, you know, if he continues to stay consistent, um, you know, because what he's going into is uh, basically his fifth season, right? Yeah. Guard Jermaine, a Lumineer, to a one-year contract. Uh, didn't see him. Uh, never saw right. him. Just uh, never saw him. I, I, I can't even I, – it's a move that – that that did nothing. So it's you know it's a nothing move. It meant it meant nothing. It did nothing for us. Nothing. Well, moves are supposed to help you, and evidently it didn't. So it has an F for me. Yeah, it's an F. I mean, if you bring a guy in and you know you've got, I mean, I don't know. I mean, is it, it does does this guy seriously go to the Raiders and play fourteen games for them? Did he play as a starter? After we released them, because that, you know, I'm looking at them right now, and uh, that's what they're saying. That, you know, he he hooked up with the Raiders and he played 14 games for them. So, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much he actually played. But, again, it's a nothing move, Mike. I mean, he came and he went. Yep. So. He didn't help us. He helped the Raiders. So, yeah. we get an F. The Raiders can get a B. Yep. Got it. 
Uh, we re-signed wide receiver Isaiah Ford to a one-year contract. He's like a cat. He's got nine lives. Yeah, I mean, you know, Isaiah Ford always does a pretty good job, right? Um, you know, he's he's your sixth receiver on a team. He reminds you of a guy like a uh, Freddie Banks or somebody like that behind Duper and Clayton and Nat Moore and Jimmy Cephalo and those guys, right? Uh, back in the day, uh, yep. when, when he's called upon, he, he usually does a pretty good job. So, I mean, you know, I'd give it a, a, you know, I mean, you know, again, this is another guy, Mike, that when Parker went down and Preston Williams just was too fat or too lazy or whatever his problem was this year to, to even be active on weeks. Well, he was coming off an ACL, wasn't he? Who? Uh, the receiver. He was a healthy scratch, Mike. Yeah, but he was hurt the year before. Wasn't that an ACL? He was a healthy scratch. That's all that needs to be said. This season, I understand what he was coming off of. Those ACLs sometimes take a couple of years, and obviously he was not ready to contribute. Healthy scratch. So, what's what's your grade for Ford? Let's see. In, in cons- I mean, average. You know, it's average. Yep. You know, I'd, I'd like them to sign a frigging guy that comes in and just, whoa, like, where the hell did this guy come from? Man, oh, man, you know? I mean, Isaiah's a guy that's been around. Like you said, he's got nine lives. He is what he is. You know, it's, it's, it's an average move. All right. I'm going to read you back your letter grades. Oh, boy. Sanders, B. Vanoy, D. Pallardy, C. McKinney, F. Wilson, C. Brissett, C. Brown, F. Butler, C. Carter, C. Skura, F. Fuller, F. Hollins, B. Roberts, B. The first draft trade, A. The second draft trade, C, uh, D. Uh, Jenkins, D. Fluker and Flowers, both F. McCain, A. McCordy, C. Baker, B. Illuminor, F. And Ford, C. Not a lot of A's. No. Overall, you know, the free agent signings, Mike, you know, if we want to like, you know, just uh, separate in the different categories, a lot of the free agent signings, you know. Were poor. Horrible. And the decisions to release a couple of veterans were poor decisions. I mean, you know, they did not handle free agency well. And, you know, I know there are people out there that say, ah, you know, Flores isn't as bad as everybody thinks he is. Bullshit. I say to that, because with a couple of decent free agent moves this year, I mean, we're not that far removed from being a playoff team. And I know people say, well, I don't, you know, and Mike, you're one of them. I mean, I know you've heard, well, we're not really a playoff team, but contrary, you know, if you make a couple of decent moves, free agent moves, those type of guys can put you over that over the top and win that one or two games for you to put you in the playoffs. Exactly. They have to the, the players, especially the young players, they have to exper- get playoff experience. It has to start somewhere. They have to get in the frame of mind to where, hey guys, that's a stepping stone. We were in the playoffs last year. We've got to get one or two games better. We've got to now win playoff games. They have to get to that point. And every year, because of moves like this, because of the moves that we make in the offseason, we're always outside of the party, 
right? Has it's like the you're looking in the window. Worked out. You're in the playoffs. Yes, and if you keep if you keep uh, Van Oy and you keep Flower, no Flowers on your roster, those are two more positives, you know, to where they became negatives, especially the Flowers move, because when you have a veteran at that left guard position. You know, you think about what happened early in the year and then the fact that Austin Jackson well, got moved well, there. In fairness, Flowers didn't have a fantastic year the year before. But he was... But he was better than Jackson at guard, yeah. You know, if you if you sign a better backup quarterback, right, maybe you win those, you know, a couple, you know, another game or two when Tua gets, goes down. They're, 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 you sign a better running back than what they did in Malcolm Brown. That's right. I mean, you know, get a guy that's going to make a difference and maybe win you a few football games. I mean, you make a few moves like that, and you are I mean, in the playoffs. You maybe win another game or two. Was, I mean, we read off 23 moves, okay? Take away the two draft moves, okay? So 21 moves. Right. Okay, of those 21 moves, you had 1A, and that was for McCain leaving. Yeah, exactly. Right, and, and allowing our young guys – to play. That was a smart move. They got rid of, you know, they got rid of a situation where they were going to have to pay money to a veteran player and they had young guys in place, but you know, they they failed in doing that with with the Flowers move. You know, right. they, they they overvaluated the personnel that they had on hand and undervalued, you know, his presence at at a really decent sum of money. I mean, you have to value you know, offensive line. You have to in the NFL. It, 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 we, we saw what the results of that was this year, you know? Yeah. And, and the same with the running back position. I mean, you know, we went basically, you know, three months of the season without a semblance of a running game. I mean, seriously. I mean, until the last month of the season or the last five weeks of the season, we didn't have a running game. I mean, and you bring in two years in a row, Jordan Howard and Malcolm Brown. I mean, that's how, that's how you address it. You know, when you have your starter, he's a seventh-round draft pick who's limited himself. I mean, come on. And then his backup is a guy that was a, you know, Ahmed was a, um, a, a free agent rookie that was signed. He wasn't even drafted. If you look at the two offensive line moves that they made, uh, you know, uh, Karras and, and uh, Flowers, and you look at the running back yes. move they made – Right. You combine those, had those been better moves, and your offense is a different animal. Agreed. Right. I mean, you keep those two guys. And um, we're, we're just talking about three moves here that didn't work out, that had they worked out, you're probably a much better football team. Exactly. And they had the guys here. They had the ability to do that, you know, and they, yep. they went a different route. Yep. And, you know, again, you know. Well, you still needed the running back. Well, you, you needed the running back, but there were options out there. A guy like Lindsey was out there as a free agent, and you wound up picking him up when he got later. released mm -hmm. later on. But the point of the matter is, is that, you know, you go out and you pick up a Skura, you know, to replace a solid football player, and the guy doesn't even make, you know, the team out of camp. You you pick up Fluker. And, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to over emphasize his value okay because he wasn't the great center for us the year before but he wasn't terrible either 
He was not. There's listen. They're solid football players. You know, you have Mike. An average offensive lineman is 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 extremely important in the NFL. It's yep. it's that simple. You yep. look around the league, and you look at the teams that struggled. All their guys are are below average, and that's the problem. Um, I'll take average offensive lineman. You know, at some point they got to get a. He might have been a little bit below average, uh, you know, and I believe he was for well, us. It wasn't this before. year, and neither right. was no. Flowers. So yep. you know, I mean, you know that that, and that's a whole other situation as to why these guys went elsewhere and and played at a higher level than they did with us. So you know, coaching. that's that's not right. Exactly. Coaching, that's, but we're not talking about coaching right now. We're right. talking we're, about personnel moves that's exactly what i was going to say we're not going to go down those avenues tonight but you know it, it it still boils down to the organization as a whole mike you know greer you know he's also responsible for hiring head coaches and you know and then that it trickles down from there so absolutely you know i mean just not good and it uh you know the free agency starts in less than a month now correct three weeks when does Starts it start? the 16th, I believe. The 16th. So we're roughly about three weeks away from free agency. And, um, you know, we've made some splashes in years past. It's going to be very interesting to see, uh, especially now with the fact that we don't have a pick until the 29th pick in this draft, Mike. So the free agency signings, free agent signings, are going to be even more important this year than they have been because we, I mean, we're drafting the 29th, we're drafting 29th in this year's draft. I mean, it's way, way down there. So you better be smart with that pick and you better be smart in free agency and you better attack free agency, um, you know, with a vengeance. You better be a lot smarter than what you have been. Well, they're going to have money to play with. The question is, can they spend it wisely? Exactly. Lewis. Yeah. Thanks for joining me this evening. Very welcome. Uh, throughout uh, the off season, we're going to put shows like this out. Uh, just, you know, uh, looking into some of the decisions that Greer has made because, uh, you know, we, we talk about people that have to be better at what they're doing. And I think you have to put Greer into that conversation. I'm just, you know, as, as we look through the drafts and we look through his moves in totality i don't think either one of us are impressed and i think once we present to you what we're going to present to you you're probably not going to be too impressed either and uh i mean i was trying to give him the benefit of the doubt tonight and even even doing that this is not a very promising uh outlook on last year's you know moves and then you know we have to be better this year hopefully he will be but for us to get to those playoffs you know these are things that have to happen and uh, until next week, I want to thank you guys for listening. And uh, fins up, everybody. Fins up, doll fans. All right, that's today's show. I just want to remind everyone that the Fin Fans podcast is proud to be part of DolphinsTalk.com podcast network and the Pigskin Podcast Network. Check out these sites, guys. There's lots of podcasts and information there that you'll enjoy. All right, until next time. Be well and take care.